Hello, and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where the conversation is always on dogs carrying severed hands. Samurai swords. Oh yeah! Hey Ryan, we did it! Yeah. It's also on gambling. It's on trying to get 25 Ryu? Rio. Rio. It's also on hot pot. It is also on eating cold rice. It's also on prostitutes. Warm sake. Oh, warm sake indeed, sir. Which, yeah, we actually had. Yeah, we did it. I thought it would be a good idea that it got the really immersive kind of thing. Because I know when I watch Japanese samurai film, I want sake. I, that was my first time having warm sake. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but every time I go out to a Japanese restaurant, it's warm sake every time. See, I always get the, the, the guy squirting it out the bottle into your face. Oh, yeah. Sake. Well, we'll get is, that too. Yeah, on, on and I'm, I'm fine with that. But. Word. How did you like the warm sake? I liked it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, actually, it I, should be even hotter than that. I didn't really, really. Yeah, it should be like like more warm. It should be like about as warm as a hot tea that's been sitting out for like five minutes. See, it's kind of, it's one of those things with um like when the snow starts falling here in mm-hmm. lovely eastern Pennsylvania. That it's I, autumn. That I kind of want it like in front of a fireplace while I have like a lone wolf and cub or yeah. some kind of Japanese movie on. I mean, you could just get a nice sake like at the liquor store and just heat it up. Like saucepan? Well, what you're supposed to do is you get one of those ceramic bo- like bottles that they serve sake in mm-hmm. and just put it in boiling water. And that's all you do. But um, what I did is I, I warmed it in the microwave. Okay. And then I put it in a heated bottle. That's still very enjoyable. Yeah. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Gabriel Mara. Gabe Mara now. I'm trying to sell myself as. I think it just has a good flow to it. I'm a uh, writer. And four a, and four. Exactly. I'm a comedian. And uh, it also sounds like Kate Mara, but I'm Gabe Mara. No. Yeah. And no. if I can be compared to Kate Mara, you know, I'll take it. Younger brother. There's a, there's a, there's a Mara brother? I don't know. A I'm Super Mara I'm brother? Not, I'm saying you should be her younger brother. So you're okay. Saying. Yeah, I'd be the Super Mara brother. Yay. Nailed it. And I uh, do comedy. And who are you, kind sir? Uh, I am Ryan Snyder, bartender extraordinaire and guy who talks about food, essentially. I did, Yay. Yeah. Food I'm, is I'm, good. I'm currently cooking right now. You really are. It's, it's delicious. I made pulled pork last night, and I'm, I'm, I have the sauce sitting off on the, on the stove as we talk, mm-hmm. reducing into a nice, fine, syrupy, delicious barbecue sauce with the pork stock and uh, all the spices and root beer too. Yeah, I I I pull my pork to that. Hey. Yeah, Detroit Rock City. Mm. Good movie. Ryan, how are you? How've things been? I've been away. I know this is like the this has been first time in a while we're doing. Yeah, it's been like we're doing it this way. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's uh, been a while. Things is uh things, What did I miss? Things is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you were sorely missed mm-hmm. in your time away. Uh, what did you miss? Yes, not much. No, no. That's that's. Uh, Daniel mm-hmm. and I talked a little bit. Random, I did indeed. Random bullshit. There there are many random points um, during the last episode where you guys would be like, and then there's this thing I don't know. And I'm like, and I would be like yelling the answer. But, yeah, you know. yeah. It's it, when you put Daniel and I together, it's just random bullshit mm-hmm. talk because that's. I mean, that's what happens when you hang out with Daniel Gonzalez, Gonzalez, co-host of uh, Slow Readers. Yeah, it, it really is. How, how's, how's things with you? Uh, things are different. Things are changing rapidly. First, they were changing negatively, but in a, in a real way. And now they are changing in a light speed way. Um, I don't think Daniel and I have made the official announcement yet. So maybe we'll wait till do that in Slow Readers. Okay. But um, uh, we'll, we'll see. Things are changing. Um, the show might change soon. Yeah. 
Things gonna be crazy. Yeah, things yeah. is gonna be weird. It's gonna be wild. So yeah, Ryan, uh, my my life's um very different. It's gonna continue to be different. Um, I'm leaving the restaurant life again. God damn it! I know. I'm really, I'm very hesitant about it. But you know, it's a lot of money I'm being offered. Yeah, and benefits. And Benny's, Ryan. Do you know how bad my teeth are? You've told me there. That's I, I didn't realize you do the the one side of the face thing. Yeah, no, one side. There's one corner of my mouth I can chew with. That's it. Hmm. It's awful. The crown is like wearing down. Uh, I'm continually have cuts inside my cheeks because I'm like it's bad news. Uh, I've had a broken tooth for six months that I I don't have dental, so just yeah. Eh. No, I've had this gaping cavity since 2014. Ah, it's not ah. good. Well, what happened was that I was um, going to the NYU dentistry school. This is a movie podcast, by the way. I was going to NYU dentistry school and getting all my dental work done because I finally got a toothache so bad I couldn't function. And uh, systematically, I kept them getting more and more pricey because I was getting my root canals done. And then one day, I couldn't make it in because it's a student guy. It was a nice dude, and I couldn't make it in because I was like overworked and exhausted. And I'm like, "Hey, man, sorry, I can't come in today." And he's like, "Dude, really? I blocked out this whole morning. Do your root canal. That's not cool." Well, let me know next time. And I'm like, oh, "I hurt his feelings. I can never go back." <laughs> so I never went back. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Also, it would have cost me an additional two grand to get my root canal done, which I did not have. Yeah, that's that's a lot of shifts. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Anyway, Ryan, we did a movie. We did a movie. We did a movie. Doesn't it feel good to say those words? <sighs> it feels so good. It does. Um, Ryan, what movie did we do? 1961. Yojimbo. Trailer. That's a great trailer. Yeah, I think it's a great trailer. Yeah, I've never, so. I've never seen it. Criterion. It's a Criterion, man. Criterion. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a classic. It's a, it's a classic Criterion. It's one of the first ones, actually, too. You know, the, uh, oh, really? when Criterion came out. Um, so back in the original, like, like well, original double digit ones, the Kurosawa collection is four samurai classics. Were one of the first ones Criterion did. Really? I believe you can get this movie on Laserdisc. Back to the original Criterion Collection on Laserdisc. I never had Laserdisc. Did you ever have Laserdisc? Oh, fuck yeah. Really? Well, no, my grandmother did it back in New York. And I, I could have sworn... So I have this this memory of a chi- as a child where I was watching a Laserdisc cartoon. I saw a cartoon in like a record sleeve. I got it from the library. And my uh, my I watched it at my grandparents' house. And then as I got older, I'm like, that's that wasn't real. You can't watch movies on a record. Then I found that Laserdisc existed, and apparently my grandmother owned a Laserdisc player. Hmm. The only thing I remember about Laserdisc is from SLC Punk. It's a Laserdisc. Mm-hmm. There's a movie on it. I never had... I had Beta. I never had Beta. Really? Well, not personally. Beta's... Uh, my, my grandfather gave me a Beta player, and I remember watching Jaws 3 on it. Jaws 3. Is it with Michael Caine? I, I haven't seen the movie in years. Mm-hmm. I bought it on DVD last year. Is that the one goof. with the psychic connection? <clears throat> the boy has a psychic connection to Jaws. It's the one with the you know the damn sh- the damn sharks, mother. Oh, I haven't seen it. I just know there's a Jaws or a kid has a psychic connection to Jaws, and Michael Caine's there. I don't know if that's Revenge or Three. I don't really remember Michael Caine being in there. But again, it's been twenty years since I've watched this fucking. Movie, so, so. Th- so, was the shark getting revenge? Is it a new shark? 
I think it's a, yeah, Jaws the Revenge. I think it's a new shark. I never watched Jaws the Revenge because I was like, eh, after three, like, even at eight years old, I was like, that's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't understand. How does a shark get revenge if you blew it up? So, I'm right, um, we did Yojimbo. Yes. It's an Akira Kurosawa classic starring Toshiro Mifune. My first one. This is your first Kurosawa film. Yeah. Also your first Mifune film, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't see Shogun. No. Yeah, that's that classic miniseries on TV. No. Um, Ryan, Toshiro Mifune um, is one of the greatest actors in cinema history. And he, um, uh, fun fact, Speed Racer in original Japanese, his name is Go Mifune, named after Toshiro Mifune. Oh, cool. So, Ryan, you'll, you'll soon realize when you, if you want, if you, I, have not, I haven't asked you your opinion on the movie yet. Mm-hmm. If you um, are interested in watching more Kurosawa samurai films... The four classics all star Toshiro Mifune as a wildly different person. It's pretty cool. awesome. He's a very good actor. He also did a bunch of like Yakuza films where he's kind of like this slick dude in a suit. He was a really great actor. Damn. Anyway. What year did he uh, go out? Oh boy. That's a good 80s? question. I think in the 80s that he was, you know, he uh, he was like plagued with health problems. But let me find out. All right. When did Toshiro Mifune... Hold on. Hold on. I wonder if... Okay. Siri. How old was Toshiro Mifune when he died? Here's what I found on the web for how old is this year if you know when he died. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's Siri, not, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't think that they can't really read the, the Japanese. That's fine. <clears throat> Whatever, bro. Anyway, Toshiro Mifune... So plagued with health problems. Well, later on, you know, he was just a heavy drinker and a heavy smoker. Dude never quit smoking. My kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, he died in 97. Wow. Yeah, he lasted a while. He was born in, he was born in 1920. Wow, what a run. Yeah, he was in over 150 films, and he made 16 movies of Kurosawa. So they were kind of like your, your, your full-on like the Nero and Scorsese team. Yeah, I, and then I don't, they had a, like, a I don't wicked think I realized up. how prolific Kurosawa was. Oh, yeah, man. I haven't seen all his movies, and I consider really? myself an expert. Wow. Like, How many did he make, like, total? He made a lot of movies. And, like, like, he, like his early over ones 30? especially. Over 30. Let's okay. see here. Over Let's 50? Oh, he did exactly 30. Oh, okay. In 57 years. He was really, really specific. So, um, Ryan, we watched uh, we watched Yojimbo last night as part of Double Secret Monday Night Movie Club. Yes. And the entire time, I was holding back from dropping random Kurosawa trivia because mm-hmm. I thought that would be annoying after a while. But let's just jump straight to this. Ryan, this is your first time watching a Kurosawa film. I know you like samurai film. Yes. I got you to like uh, Harakiri, which you thought was Kurosawa, but actually it's Kobayashi. And you love your Lone Wolf and Cubs. How did you feel about 1961's Yojimbo? It was a little uh, slower paced than I had expected. Mm-hmm. It's still very good. Um, I'm intrigued to watch more Kurosawa films. Yes. It was just a, a, a skosh too slow paced mm-hmm. to like rapidly keep my attention so I, know, I, I, I can dig that if, if that makes sense I, I have no qualms about anything else with the movie it was just I wish there was more uh, uh, more to keep my attention consistently yeah it's a slow burn western you know like like these classic westerns like I mean Sir Gilione ripped this off wholesale like A Fistful of Dollars is a shot for shot remake of yeah. this movie but basically you know it's just that there's a lot of buildup, a lot of talking, like very fast, like bursts of violence, and then more talking. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I dig. I like a good slow burn Western. I mean, look at them. Um, like, you like Harakiri a lot, and that yeah. movie is like 
an hour and a half, hour 40 of... Molasses. No, yeah, of no violence exploding into glorious action. Yeah, that I think because the payoff with that one, that's really what gets me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just love every twist and turn in her character. Yeah, I, no, that's I think true. That, I think that's great. That's a plot twist heavy movie. Uh, this, is, this is very straightforward. And yeah. the, the, the talky scenes are... Yeah, just not. It, they 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 didn't hold my attention quite as much. I think I forget how slow this movie can yeah. be. I I like the little random badass lines mm-hmm. in the movie. I think that's cool. He kicks ass. Uh, your uh, main character is kind of like a, a mysterious badass. He's a man of no name. Yeah, he, the, the, he originated the man of no name. Like Eastwood is man of no name is based on him. And he took his the name he tells them as the the fields. Yeah, um Sanjuro means like thirty years old. So basically he said his name is thirty year old Mulberry Field. That's awesome. Yeah, no, he's rad. He's just like like I, I whenever I watch so clearly I love this movie. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a love Kurosawa. I love Japanese cinema and I have that horrible impulse, like, you know, you know, some guy decided, I want to write Die Hard Year One, John McClane, the early years, yeah. and I think that's a, that's a terrible idea, mm-hmm. and I, even I have this impulse, but I think it's best left to, me- like, myth, I want to be like, what was this dude, like, you can tell so much about him based on his actions now, he was a wily, noble samurai who has been burned, and was now cynical, but can't help but be a a hero after all yeah but like i want to know but i don't want to know yeah i i think that's important like you mentioned die hard it's i some characters you don't need the backstory on mm-hmm. you just like you said you can infer what they were in the past based on their present actions and going behind the curtain i think would Sully. tarnish it yeah quite a bit well right before we go any further um what's the plot of this movie uh, it, it, it's, um, a Ronin mm-hmm. comes to town and essentially plays off two warring factions off one another to rid the town of the violence and gambling, mm-hmm. which the thugs gambling seems like a very like overarching term. Yeah. I feel like there's a more specific term that they probably used in the Japanese. That's not gambling. It's, it's like gangster. Some, yeah, probably like be a gang, more yeah. accurate. Like all these like the thugs, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Like the the criminal life. Mm-hmm. I want to say gangster, gangsta, but that's wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's I think it's specific to this time period. Yeah, this era. Um, yeah, playing the two factions off one another while staying at a uh, old innkeep, bartender, innkeeper, restaurateur. Kinda, yeah. Staying at his place, annoying the hell out of him. Ganji. And then generally being a man of honor. Mm-hmm. But also just making it clear that he'll go to the highest bidder. Yeah. So uh, it morally ambiguous yeah. character. But you know, like ultimately you don't see like his goodness until like when he goes out of his way to help try and free the family. Even then he's kind of a prick, but uh, yeah. rightfully so. It's like, mm-hmm. can you fucking leave? Yeah. He risks everything to make sure that the family is reunited, but then they accidentally fuck him over by being nice. Yeah. Which, fucking... don't write me a note, just leave yeah, town, dude. don't ever come back, and then... Bring me a fruit or something. Yeah. You could have left an apple. Yeah, that would have been it. With, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. innkeeper and be like, hey, tell him I said T-Y. Yeah, exactly. That's all you have to do. Or be like, hey, innkeeper... Tell him, bottom of my heart, thank you. That's it. 
You don't have yeah. to jeopardize his life. It's like, oh, cool, an apple. Yeah. What, a, what a nice little treat. I bet he feels like a huge asshole now knowing he got his ass beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the shit kicked out of him by, uh, as uh, Ryan Hill said, uh, Jaws. Yeah. Japanese giant Jaws. Mallet wielding Japanese gangster. Yeah. He looked kind of like a like a person screwing around with a face maker in like Skyrim. Yeah, he had that that, that yeah almost elvish. Yeah, like Weird, really like, extended cheekbones, mm-hmm. very high up, and then like sunken in cheeks. Yeah, I wonder where that guy. I mean, I'm sure he's dead. Probably. But I wonder what his life was like. Probably got a lot of puss. I bet big guy like that in Japan. Yeah, just walking around. Yeah. I bet he looked rad in a suit. Yeah, how tall do you think that guy was? Like six two. Probably more than that. Six five. I bet like Mufune was like six foot or something. Yeah. So, that's probably like he was like a head taller than him. So yeah, you know, like six, six six eight or so. Imposing gentleman. Yeah, big ass guy. But Ryan, so you didn't really feel it on the you felt it on the whole, but it kind of bogged down for you. A little bit. I mean, what's uh, what's the the source of love for you for this? You know, a lot of it has to be nostalgia at this point that I saw it in my formative years that. Oh uh, boy, when I was, my family, we had just gotten a DVD player. I was probably in the like, 10th grade or so, 9th mm-hmm. grade. So I was like 15, 16. And my, par- my parents are big Kurosawa fans as well. My parents are really big cinephiles, which yes. like that, it still boggles my mind. How I much say it all more the time when I came to your place and I saw your dad watching black and white movies. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Drinking red wine and watching old movies yeah, my parents are like encyclopedic of classic cinema they That's are awesome. they they're, they know so much more than me like i'm pretty sure my mom would also win at jeopardy except she like lets my dad win okay so it's pretty pretty heavy ryan also jeopardy on netflix yeah i saw that dude isn't that fucking nuts yeah you know game the, changer there's two game changers it's that and my parents cleaning out their house and they brought me all my old simpsons dvds yeah, so man. i'm not gonna be leaving <laughs> to socialize for Quite some time. Like, man, like, I really, like, I, I, my whole life, I've loved Jeopardy. Since I was a toddler, I loved Jeopardy. And I'm pretty sure all my trivia gaining knowledge, all my desire to learn has been to win at Jeopardy. Yeah. And now it's on demand, and I'm a little bit at a loss. It was like when How I Met Your Mother ended. I was like, this thing's been part of my life, and now it's over. But now this has begun. Exactly. I don't even understand. It's like when I first bought my own video game system. I'm like, I'm free. Like, this is mine. This is too much power. I can do what I want. Yeah. So I'm I'm fucking thrilled. Anyway, uh, what was it How far about? back does it go? Only to a turn of champions, I think, like, a couple of years ago. Maybe okay. last year. Still. But still, like the idea that I think it's going to blow the fuck up. Because I know a lot of people who love Jeopardy. Uh, yeah. I think people who binge Netflix are going to be like, oh my god, I can just watch Jeopardy now. Yeah. For so long, right? I just wanted no to go commercial home and watch breaks? it. And no, dude, the no commercial. So I was watching. That's a it. game changer. I was watching with the professor mm-hmm. online via like FaceTime, and the commercial break would happen, and I instinctually got up to go do something, and I'm like, "Oh no, there are no commercial breaks." We'll be right back. Yeah, that's really weird. Anyway, so um, the source of my love for this was around 16. We got a DVD player, and my parents, big cinephiles. Bought the Criterion DVD collection of the four samurai classics by Kurosawa. It's uh, um, Yojimbo, Sanjuro, The Hidden Fortress, famously inspiration for Star Wars, loosely. Don't let that guide you. Okay. Like You'll walk in being like, this isn't Star Wars. It's not. It's totally not. But um, And Seven Samurai, which is just one of the unbelievably greatest films ever made. Okay. Three hours, Ryan. It goes by in a blink. Three hours. Yeah. It's all it's slow, but it's just really great. 
Anyway, so I watched this at 16, and it blew my fucking mind wide open. And I've rewatched this movie fairly regularly since when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a great samurai western. It's it's a classic. I don't know how much more I can describe it beyond that. It's, you know, it's the first time, like, it's like Super Mario Brothers. It'll always be that game mm-hmm. that you've devoted time to, that you that opened your eyes up to what games are. I think this was the first one I saw. That, like, I think my parents wanted me to start with Yojimbo. And then I go, then I watched Sanjiro, which is different. And I don't know if better or worse. It's hard to say. And then Seven Samurai Hidden Fortress, and they're just so good. Like, this is like a foundational to me as a person, I yeah. feel. Like, I've been obsessed with Japanese cinema since I was, like, 15, 16. So, it's just memories, right? Yeah, brings it all full circle. Yeah. Boy, I, I just love these movies. <clears throat> was this your first time, like, actually seeing it, like, in a theater or were there, yeah. like, anywhere in New York? That this you is the able... first time I've seen a Kurosawa film on the big screen. I took a Japanese like, cinema course in school to watch Kurosawa films on the big screen. Instead, I watched a bunch of quiet Ozu's. <laughs> Ozu's great, too. But, but it's not, all... not as good. No, it was, it was just as quiet family dramas. Oh. I wanted to watch some samurai badassery, and it didn't happen. Oh. So what was the focus of the course, then? Just, just just him? No, it was just quiet Japanese dramas I'd never seen before. Oh. Which were good, too. They're really good. Okay. But, just... but you wanted to have your gritty samurai films? Yeah, it didn't happen, but that's oh. fine. Or we could have... Yeah, we didn't watch any grit. We watched all, like, like, like weebies. Which is cool. I like Weepies, too. Yeah. We, yeah. Nothing wrong with the Weepie. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, so I think we, we, we can agree this is a classic. Yeah. It's great. It's it's just, a, there's definitely no, something to be had. Don't let my uh, my non-enthusiasm for it steer anyone away. It, it, it It's a good film. I think it's a must. It's just it's, it's just a little slower. Yeah. That's all right. But that, that, that's generally the case with some of some older Yeah, movies. you know. Like watching like Maltese Falcon or something, you're, you're shocked at how <laughs> slow it is. Yeah. Or even Big Sleep, which you guys did, or no, he did for slow, for slow readers. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you? Wait, I think I meant to talk to you about. It. Have you seen the movie? No. Um, it's slow. Yeah. Like, it's slow and it's confusing, but it's also great. There's, Chandler's novels are just confusing as hell. That's hell. true. Like following his plots is just I can't tell you the plot really, but there's some really great one-liners and all the, all the the innuendo makes yeah. it a little more fun. Like, my favorite line from that is, like, so um, Marlo arrives at the colonel's place, and, like, the younger daughter, like, like sexes up to him, like, like baby doll, like, like sexy babies up to him, mm-hmm. and Marlo's like, uh-huh, okay, I'm gonna go talk to your dad now. And I forget, he says, he says to, like, the, I think he says to the dad, well, the dad's like, yes, and my younger daughter, who is a bit wilder, and Bogart says, yeah, she tried to sit on my lap while I was standing up. <laughs> that's great that's a great movie I mean um, first um, I think that's his first uh, film of Bacall okay might be either that or have or have not see this is what I wanted to like yell at the, the, the my car console yeah you knew but, you knew the thing about the uh, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang though right? oh yeah, yeah of course I was really surprised Daniel didn't I was like really I think it's been a while since you've seen it yeah but I love, um, also a fun thing I wanted to tell you um, a bunch of well they're all movie titles but um, the old boys soundtrack. Mm-hmm. All the songs are movie titles, and um, I think uh, Lee Woojin, the the bad guy, his theme song is called "Farewell, My Lovely." Oh, cool! Yeah, so hey. check it out on Spotify. It's just a great right. score. Um, so Ryan, let's let's do our tests. Okay. Administer them, Ryan. All right. So it is a rainy 
mm-hmm. fall day, quite chilly. Mm-hmm. Got your nice cool leather jacket on. I do always. And you're, uh, you're you're walking around with your laptop. You're looking for maybe a bar to go into to get some work done. Mm-hmm. Step into a bar. This is on the TV. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that? Are you having a drink with it? I, I felt my skin tingle with the words you're saying that. I, I would like literally drop everything and be like, like I told you, I went to a ramen shop in New York with Daniel and our friend Sabrina and Jenny and Seven Samurai was playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? This is amazing. Yeah. I wrote them like a five-star Yelp review just because they're playing the movie. And the food was good too. But I would, I'd cancel my plans for the day. And I'd want to know what's playing next. They're going full marathon. I'd like fucking tackle the bartender being like, what's going on? Is he playing this all day? What's next? Playing Sandra next? Seven Samurai next? So I'm canceling my plans. I'm okay. there. I don't. I doubt they're going to have sake. They're just randomly putting the thing yeah. on. So maybe I'll see if they happen to have a Japanese beer, get a, get a Sapporo or something. Yeah. And if that's not happening, I don't know. I, I think I just have a... I mean, I want something that I'm going to slowly savor and enjoy the movie. I'll get myself a nice Manhattan or a nice martini. Something that's going to last me 45 minutes and get me lightly drunk while I enjoy this movie. I'm just going to enjoy my life for two hours. All right. Which is something I don't let myself do much. Yeah, sometimes you got to let loose. That's true. Ryan, what about you? Uh, Beautiful, um... rainy, perfect November day. The sun is peeking out through clouds. Sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's warm. But then you, sw- you walk into the bar, you're, 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 put down, you put out your cigarette... Take off your jacket. Your Jimbo's playing. What do you do? I'm actually going to stay. Word. Because I, I I feel like any bar that is playing something of this nature has got to have a cinephile, competent bartender. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to have a, like a Japanese beer, and I really need to have a conversation with uh, whoever put yeah. this on. I think this is also a good, <laughs> this is a good phone movie. That you could watch it and also look at your phone yeah, yeah, yeah. and then look up at your favorite parts <clears throat> and just be enjoying the fact that it's on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. Do you have another test? There is another test. In the honor of Our Lady, Katie Ann Kometz, old cack attack herself, Ryan, would you suggest this film for a burgeoning cinephile and a young filmmaker to encourage them to either see more Japanese cinema or not? And if not... What else? Uh, I'm saying yeah, because yeah. I don't think, I, I've said this ad nauseum on the show, I don't think American audiences watch enough foreign language film. Yeah, black and white and foreign. Yeah. I know, I have <clears throat> friends, people I consider friends who'd be like, I'm not watching that, it's in black and white. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a bad person. I remember someone trying to warn me away from Clerks, because I was like, dude, it's black and white, you don't want to watch that. But like, like, fuck you. Dude, I love these movies. Uh, yeah, I would absolutely recommend it to somebody just, again, black and white, foreign language, a movie from early 60s, mm-hmm. Japanese cinema. It like, kicks ass. Yeah. Watch it, and then if you want to have something to watch after it, it's a little too slow paced for you, cool. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Lone Wolf and Cub 4. Yeah, I dig that. Or like, I would go, obviously I'd recommend this to someone. I recommend this to literally anyone. If you don't like this movie, you better have a very good reason. I, yeah, I there's, there's no reason to actively dislike this movie yeah. like, like, whatsoever. If, if you do, there better be some weird scholarly reason. Like, cinematographically, uh, I feel at the angles, the diagonals, uh, it's a little bit too strange for me. I don't really follow the, the syntax. And like, fine, whatever, dude. Yeah. I just think you're wrong. I mean, if you're like, it's black and white, it's boring. And I'm like, you're boring! Yeah. You're... Bo- boring, boring is not an accurate statement. Like, slow like, pacing is yeah, an accurate that's statement. That's definitely accurate. I mean, like, Mandy is slow paced. Yeah. And yeah, and that, that's fine. Barry Lyndon, slow paced. But I feel like, like you can't, 
It's like people being like, classical music's boring. It's like, no, it's not. You just don't have any fucking ears. Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I want to say for my slow pacing issue, I'm also the guy who is a noted Kubrick freak. Exactly. So Slow pace, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Exactly. It's just, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it paired with your phone statement. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's moments where you can miss out of this and look mm-hmm. up and be like, oh yeah, I, I love this part. This part's awesome. Yeah. That's why I love about seeing a movie in theaters. You don't get the phone thing, so that way you yeah. can devote it full time. Like I, I love movies with my whole heart, and I'm still, I'll be, I'll be watching a movie and I'll the phone will rise up in front of my face. Certainly yeah. happened if the Italian job. Really? Yeah, that was a phone movie for me. Oh damn! I really like yeah, that movie. Yeah, that movie bored me. I was oh, bummed okay. how much it bored me. But um, if you love this, I'd be like, okay, watch Seven Samurai or watch Harakiri for yeah. another amazing samurai. Like, honestly, I think that, I like, I think the two best samurai films I've seen are Seven Samurai and Harakiri, and they're two completely different animals. Okay. And, like Yojimbo isn't even like there. It's those two. Like they're the best. But fuck, I love Harakiri so much. I was considering bringing that in, but that movie is like way longer. But oh yeah, well. Yeah. Um, word. Cool. So we like Yojimbo. And yeah, I'm very, very, very pleased. Like we finally did a Kurosawa. Yeah. We did it. All right. Um, we're going to go on break. And then we come back. We're going to play a game. And then we'll talk about what's going on next week. Hey. All right, cool. Let's change batteries. Um, Daniel, start whatever. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like, and surely... Our... You were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know, I fucking killed a woman. You like fought? This. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping, I just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one <laughs> run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going no, that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise book. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio hello and welcome back to sex and violence i'm still ryan hi you're still Gabe. I'm still Gabriel. Yeah. 
So I'm still your baby. I'll yeah. always be your baby. Always be me, my baby. baby. So uh, Ryan, what's up? Uh, I, I think we're gonna skip over this whole uh, what you're watching lately. You, mm -hmm. you you've been busy. I've been too busy. I don't busy. have too much to talk about. Yeah. So we'll just. We both like the stars born a lot. Yeah. Um, except uh, I had a lot of crying last week. Yeah. Cried oh, at boy. stars born. You cried a lot last week. I oh yeah sorry. <laughs> I cried at uh, um. That show, Castle Rock. Yeah, you told me you cried at Castle Rock. Yeah, and I, I showed my wife the the clip mm -hmm. before I went to work on Saturday, and I was like tearing up. She's like, "Are you fucking crying?" Mm -hmm. So I, again, the 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 common phrase throughout this house is like, "Are you fucking crying?" Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's fucking yeah, beautiful. It means a lot. It's beautiful. Like she's standing there, like you know the gender reversal. Yeah, I love that. It's hilarious. All right, Ryan. So I think what we're gonna do is instead we're gonna play. Our famous game. Yep. The game of moral quandaries and Ryan's walls. Yeah. It's called Hero, hero Not, Not a, a hero. hero theme music. All right, Rat. So, Ryan, once upon a time, you were telling me that you watched the movie Mask, starring yep. Eric Stoltz and Cher, with Eric Stoltz as Rocky Dennis, a young man of a messed up face. Yep. And his drug-addicted mother. Rocky perseveres with charm, wit, grace. He helps disabled children, I think he does. I didn't, haven't seen it yet. I still have your copy. And I think he dies? Yep. Yeah, then he fucking dies. Yeah. And he helps share. And it's a really inspirational, beautiful, true story. Ryan, however, had a problem with the DVD cover. The DVD cover claims that he's a hero. Not a hero. Kid with a fucked up face, nice kid, not a hero. No heroic actions. Right. Sorry. A minor damper, uh, because I saw this quote. Um, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. To be perfect, not to be not to be an asshole, but I'm a little bit like put off by everyone being like, oh my god, I, I, oh, yeah. he's dead. Oh yeah, 100%. I'm cause... like, he's, he was ancient, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't die sooner. He's a legend. He created Spider-Man, my favorite superhero ever. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. Were, were, you, were you guys really not ready for this? Yeah, this, uh, uh, Michelle Monaghan brought this up. Like, wow, you see all these people, all these, you know, their posts on like social media. And my immediate line was, yeah, I never knew there were so many fucking comic book fans. Uh-huh. Because, oh, Stan Lee died. Oh, let me quick Google him and figure out what his role in Marvel Comics is. Yeah. No, but if I, you're a real comics fan, you've been expecting Stan Lee to die for yeah, the last you've been 10 waiting. years. Yeah, you've, you've been ready. Like, it's fine. The only ones I totally dig are, like, anyone who, like, worked in the MCU and their photos of him. Like, those are really you know, Like the Kevin like, Smith thing. Yeah. Kevin Smith was very touching. Yeah, people who knew him, that's fair. Yeah. Like, ran, like I, on my Facebook feed, it's all random people being like, my heart's broken. I'm like, bull fucking shit. Yeah, you have no fucking... He's been problem. a dead man walking for a long time. Love you, Stan. Rest in peace. Anyway, though, he had a quote that I really liked that is completely opposite what you me. said. He says here... A hero is someone who is concerned about other people's well-being and will go out of his or her way to help them, even if there is no chance of a reward. Stan Lee. That's kind of in my thing. Go out of his way to help people. Well, Just we'll see. Like, hey. So what happens now <laughs> is go. that I present Ryan with characters, fictional or non-fictional, and I ask Ryan, are they a hero or not a hero? Because according to Ryan, he is since recanted. Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon, not a hero. I mean, not military service notwithstanding. And Charlie Bronson, 
most violent criminal in all of England, Hero. Yes. Ryan has interesting uh, lines. So, Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried that I reused one of these, and if not, I have a backup. Okay. But that's why I started writing them all down. So, Ryan, here is your first character for Hero, not Hero. Here we go. We have here one of your all-time favorite characters, oh. a character who I believe has inspired you and motivated you, and is also, frankly, a next-level badass. He's also a very dark figure. He is, to many, a monster. He is kind of, kind of really overdone the way he's written, but also he kind of kicks a lot of ass, a lot of moral complexity, dark past. Yeah. I have for you. The Deuteragon, no, what's the, what's the word? Whatever, the secondary protagonist of The Boys, if Billy Butcher. Billy Butcher? Is Billy Butcher hero or not a hero? Billy Butcher is not a hero. <laughs> Great That's a fair point. character. He's a straight up anti-hero. He is a sociopath. That's, but, that's, okay, this is what I find is interesting. I could see another world where you would consider Billy Butcher a hero. I can too. And a, a, a re, a, a I mean, like he's like he's strongly... like a corrupt police officer who only like he's like a dirty Harry for the superhero world kind yeah. of. Here he polices superheroes, especially criminal superheroes. He, if he is like if he is punishing the wicked to help save innocents, does but that make you a hero? No, but deriving pleasure out of that's very true. Dishing out a violent punishment, I think, negates any any heroic motivations that. Uh, Butcher has. He had he did have there there are heroic moments, but overall, not a hero. I think his defining heroic moment would have been and this is really like very few people, I'm sure listening to this have read the boys, but mm -hmm. there's a moment where he's going up to face the entire uh team of what would essentially be the X-Men. The G-Men. And facing down his imminent death mm -hmm. and still walks in and his uh la his last line going in is um better ways to go out than slaughtering uh, twats like these mm -hmm. and he the, the, the entire team walks forward to their certain death uh, you know just ready to fucking do it and mm -hmm. that, that that's a badass heroic moment but overall butcher not a hero well sub question is the punisher a hero I, there are iterations of i'd say it's a yes well is, is the difference for you pleasure in causing pain yeah, because I don't think the Punisher like no, is a, he's not a he's not a what's the word I'm looking for? He's not a sadist. Yeah, he did, I, I don't think Butcher is probably a sadist. Butcher is totally a sadist. Uh huh. Um, but the yeah the Punisher I think seems it sees it more as getting rid of like rats in his house. And, I see. And Billy Butcher's is the type torturing to, people. Yeah, torturing the rats that's in the fair. house. Um, that's so what you just said is very interesting to me that. When I saw the poster for the coming series, I am very in favor of Carl Urban as Butcher. Yeah. But the one thing that made me pause is he's not smiling on the poster. And for me, that's a kind of key yeah. thing about Butcher. Butcher is always, hey, ha he has that that malicious smile. That's funny that you mentioned that. That's what Garth Ennis uh, actually told uh, the original illustrator is he mm -hmm. needs to have a menacing smile yeah. like he knows more than you do. Yeah, exactly. And Urban is nuts. Urban is bearded. Not a problem. But yeah. he's not smiling on the cover, which was my immediate, like, Butcher, it's key to him that he enjoys what he does. Yeah. But there's there is the whole world inside him, tear, like, torn apart, holding him down. Yeah. So, concern. But, Billy Butcher... Not a hero. Not, no, 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 no. Okay. Badass. Badass character. One of my favorite characters in comic book medium, but mm -hmm. not a hero. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on. 
Actually, it's kind of funny. All these are kind of topical. So our next one is a wild veering away from our last one. He is technically an inanimate object. He is a very self-interested kind of character who is prone to jealousy, prone to minor acts of sabotage. It's a little, little all about Eve kind of action. He becomes more of, I think, a hero in later sequels. But at least in the very beginning, he's devoted to one thing and one thing only, and that's maintaining his spot as number one. I have for you an only Toy Story 1 Woody. Tom Hanks is Woody, the cowboy, who has a snake in his boots. Mm. Is Woody a hero or not a hero? Only uh, within the confines of one. Only one. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Hmm. He might be a hero. Yeah, he ultimately, I feel, he learns a lesson, and he he, he learns to befriend Buzz and save and him. And saves him. Yeah, at the but risk of his own. But also, he's the one who pushes him out the fucking window. Well, he doesn't do it technically, but maybe you know whatever. Then yeah. he's he's motivated only by his love of it, by wanting to be Andy's number one. Is is comeuppance hmm. and and penance enough to make you a hero? I'm gonna go with yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with hero. What is it? I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I mean, he's a hero in three for sure, and I wonder what's gonna happen in four. I haven't watched the four trailer. I'm, yet. I'm saying in, we're saying only in the confines of one, one, but knowing what comes later, mm-hmm. I, I think having the seed. Mm-hmm. Of the hero. Oh, pretend you. others don't exist. Only in one. Uh, that's still. Uh, I'm still gonna go hero. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Yeah, I think this. Uh, this is showing growth. That's true. He does risk his own life, his toy life, to make sure Buzz also gets to like rejoin the family. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with hero. Yeah. All right, I dig it. That doesn't require too much debate. So I'm glad that we, after our long butcher talk, and lastly. I don't know if, if... I think we've done this one already, but I'm not certain. Okay. So let's say only again in the first movie. And we have a man who was a criminal enforcer. Who just wants his shot. Who just wants to prove to the world that he's not nothing. We have only in Rocky 1, Sylvester Stallone, as Rocky. Is Rocky a hero, Ryan? He's a he's probably a hero in 4 and in Creed, maybe. No, I'm not a hero. Why? why? <laughs> He's just a like prize fighter. Like, Actually, yeah, he doesn't help anyone. Well, yeah. Adrian. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the woman he loves. Yeah, the, what you're supposed to do. That's true. Like and yeah, no, not a not a fucking hero. But no. isn't he an inspiration? <laughs> he goes he goes the distance. Good for him. Like, he, what is he doing? Oh, the city loves him. Good for the fucking city. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, not no, not a hero. Like. Inspiring! Oh, he's so inspired. What did he inspire? People to try harder. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. All right, that's fair. Um, listeners, if we did in fact already do Rocky, and I feel like we and might have, and I labeled have, him a hero. <laughs> yeah, maybe I labeled him a hero. Um, just write to us, um, message us on Instagram at Sex and Violence Pod. But all right, so Ryan, that was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> not the tally. He inspired me. Yeah, he inspired me. Billy Butcher, not a hero. Woody a hero and Rocky Balboa not a hero yeah okay that's that's pretty average for what I do it's usually like one hero a game yeah that adds up pretty well yeah alright everyone and that's how we play hero Hero, not not a hero hero. good times yeah alright Ryan we got uh, some choices for next week yes we do so next week will be violence or violence yes violence Mm -hmm. Um, so I have two movies that uh, one has one is grotesque not grotesque 
immensely more violent than okay. the other. The other is violent, but it's more of a crime drama. Okay. And uh, I've, I've wanted to do both of these movies for the show for oh, quite a while. Okay. The first movie mm-hmm. is a 90s movie, which, I don't know, it's either late 90s or early 2000s. I think it, hold on, let me look okay. this up. But uh, do you have three for me or two for me? Two. Oh, two? I have to eliminate one though, Ryan. I uh, was I, 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 I think about that. Right, I was Sorry, I only had two. You goof. Looked up. Why am I not in the right app ever? <laughs> I'm like, ah, that that one looks colorful. Uh, I just want to look up the year. And it is two thousand one. Actually, wow, this came out on my birthday. Hey. April sixth, two thousand one. Um, <clears throat> it'll be, the true life. Crime drama okay. of George Young, Blow. Oh, okay. Which I'm uh, a, two, a movie I'm a big fan of and I've wanted to do for the show. I, I think it's great. And I, I wanted to get into some chat about performances, specifically from Paul Rubens. Sure. Uh, that's Love that, one, dude. one of those. So that'll be Heads. Okay. Now, on Tails mm-hmm. will be a over-the-top, violent action film. Kind of stupid. Great soundtrack. Okay. Clive Owen. Okay. Paul Giamatti. Oh, boy. In Shoot 'em Up. All right. So, uh, I'll let you flip. Oh, my. Gotta admit, I am hoping more for Shoot 'em Up, but let's do this. Is heads. Oh, we are doing the blows. Oh, we're doing blow. We're doing blow. We're doing blow. <laughs> All right. Let's do blow, right? Let's do blow. I haven't been blowing in a while. Mm. Yeah. That's in a cave? That's in the cave. No. Okay, good. Word. Yeah, you're good. All right. So we're going to do Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz, cocaine craziness in Blow. Yeah. All right. Ryan, do some um, small plug-in for us. Uh, the plug-ins. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tango Like Cash for pictures of cocktails, my cat, other random goofabouts. Mm-hmm. You can also find me at the bookstore Speakeasy every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night. Sling and Gin and Dorson Sin, come on in, have a cocktail, talk movies, talk some bullshit. I don't really care. I like it. Uh, just give me your money and let me make you a drink. I've got some good ones. Mm-hmm. I mentioned last week I have a drink inspired by Raymond Chandler. Hey. Smoke fry whiskey cocktail called the Long Goodbye. It's delicious. Come on in. That sounds order. great. Yeah. I will try that. Yeah, it's awesome. Word. Gabriel. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out the other Top Gallon radio show. It is Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast where Daniel Gonzalez-Gonzalez and I discuss books and nothing else ever only books not a tangent once definitely not no chance lands so follow that show on instagram at slow readers and follow this show on instagram at sex and violence pod give us some reviews we need your stars we need your stripes so five stars five stars ryan and gabe dublow yeah so that'll be great definitely um here's a like like 10 seconds or so to do that now Wonderful. Yeah. All right, Ryan. So we're back. We're bad. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Go get a haircut. All right. I'm doing it. Bye. 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 This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com. 